On today's episode, we are diving into the world of social selling with Latisse Hudson. And I'm super excited about this conversation because I was like, isn't social selling just Hey Girl? But it's so much more than that. And Latisse is going to bring it all down for us. Can you use this as a service? Is it right for service providers? And what the heck is it? So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, Serve Scale Store family. I am so excited to have my friend Latisse on the podcast. When I reached out to you, Latisse, to ask you to be on, I was like, fingers crossed that she says yes, because I so want to dig into this topic of social selling and what the heck it is and like who can use it. And so you are like the queen of social selling. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. But before we dig into all the juicy details, can you let my audience know who you are? as a person and a little bit about your business. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brandy, for having me. I was so honored when you reached out to me. Um, I was like, I absolutely want to be on your podcast. So thanks for having me. So I'm Latisse, everyone. I'm an online business coach, but personally, I live here in Scottsdale, Arizona, sunny Scottsdale, but originally from Chicago. I find my time outside of business. I really enjoy trying new restaurants. I love dancing. I love traveling. And honestly, I'm a pretty chill person. I'm really outgoing, but um, I don't have any kids or anything. So it's just me right now, but I just enjoy like going on different experiences and just really exploring all that life has to offer. So that's a little bit about me personally. As far as business, I primarily focus on working with online coaches to scale their businesses, leveraging, you know, high ticket group coaching programs. I'm all about creating a a freedom-based lifestyle that is really important to me. So that's what I do inside of my business. I love that. I love Scottsdale one. So I love Scottsdale. I love exploring. I love travel and I love restaurants. I do not love to dance. So we'll have to get together soon and just no dancing involved, please. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So let's jump on in and chat about this, but we need to start the conversation. What the heck is social selling? Yeah, social selling is like this new wave. It's been around for a while, but really the term social selling in the last, I would say the last like year to two years has really become super prevalent. So essentially social selling is the art of selling, but on social. So typical sales are like, you know, direct cold outreach or, you know, phone sales. But as we've gotten more social, as we've gotten more connected, really selling through DMs, messenger, even email have become much more popular these days because all of us are always on the go. So social selling is really the new wave. It's the best way and my favorite way to sell. And it really starts with building authentic relationships and connections and then really building on the relationship from there and identifying whether you can help that person or not and then seeing if they'd be a good fit for your service or your offer. So that's really like social selling in a nutshell. 
I love that you said it's about relationship building. That's so important to me. And I will tell you, when I first heard people talking about social selling, I was like, this is not a new thing. Direct sales have been doing this forever. Like I equated this to the Hey Girl messages, which Mm -hmm. I hated doing when I was in direct sales. Stop doing it very quickly. And I know that a lot of people associate social selling with like these Hey Girl messages that we get on Instagram, Facebook, and now on LinkedIn. And so let's chat about that. So it's all social selling. And really, when we're talking about this, we're talking about in Messenger. So either DMs or um, Facebook Messenger. So can you tell us how are some ways that you've seen like what direct sales do? And I'm not bashing all direct sales. I'm sure there's people who do it well, but equated to like selling your services or your course in the DMs. Yeah. So for so long, direct sales, network marketing has gotten a really bad rut just because of those hey girl messages. And I always like to paint a picture, like treat others how you want to be treated in the DM. So I know personally, I hate getting that hey girl or hey lady, join my free Facebook group or, you know, buy my product, what have you. And that feels really icky and gross. Like you want to go take a shower. So really when we think about proper social selling, it really starts with the most like innermost connection piece which is getting to know somebody by their first name. So I always like when I teach my clients to really focus on A, addressing people by their name, spelling it correctly, and then really building a connection point. So you really want to focus on building rapport and then you kind of want to go into relationship building phase. So that's really the first part of social selling. And I would say when we think about from a big picture on how to actually make this work properly to sell your course or your service, it's really all about getting situated in front of an audience that wants to buy what you have to offer because no matter what you say or what you do it's if they're not if you're not in front of the right audience it's not going to work either way so it's really ensuring that you leverage other mechanisms like live video or you know live video is really my favorite way to get people warmed up and then bringing the conversation from like live video or long form content into DMs i love that so it's not just like finding someone on Instagram, sending them that message. It's about let's provide value and then continue that value over into the DMs. And I've seen a lot of people doing, and I've done it as well on Clubhouse. Like we're providing the value and then directing them to let's continue this conversation in the DMs. So I love that. So I know my listeners are like, I'm a service provider. How the heck do I use this for my services? And my question to you is, is this like good for done for you service providers, or is this really just a way for coaches and course creators to sell their programs? Yeah, that's a great question. So in the last few months, we've been really working with a lot more service providers that sell higher end packages on retainers or, you know, larger done for you packages. So graphic designers, um, Facebook ads managers, and what we have found that it absolutely works. The biggest difference that a lot of service providers that want to really leverage the social selling methods is that you have to kind of be visible, right? So people can start to build that no like trust with you. So instead of being more behind the scenes, you're really going to want to build a more of a personal brand because when people get to connect with you, when they get to see you, they can almost like touch you and feel you. So therefore, when you go into messenger, it doesn't feel so icky and cold. It feels like a friend getting to know another friend. So, and that's really the conversation that you want to have. You don't want to go from completely cold to not knowing anyone to having a conversation. So it'll absolutely work for done for you service providers, especially if you have where you're getting people on discovery calls or enrollment calls 
calls as the back end of the sales funnel process. So absolutely it works. We've seen a lot of success with our, you know, our clients that are service providers. I love this. So I'm seeing this now working really well for in scale with simplicity. We teach the number four pillar is elevate your services. And I feel like this goes really well into that where like you already know how to get clients, you're landing discovery calls, but you're ready to like take that next step. And so adding visibility and then doing this in the DM, because like you said, if you're not showing up, then it's going to feel like those icky messages that you're just like cold pitching people. And that's not what we want. Cause this is much more of a long-term strategy. This isn't like go into a Facebook group, see a job op, respond to it, get a client type deal. This is more long-term. And I appreciate that because sometimes you need that relationship building, especially when you're selling like $2,000 a month retainer packages and things like that. So I love that. So tell me like, what is your process that you do when you go into social selling? Yeah. So we really take it from two different perspectives. So you can outreach cold leads, but it's going to be a little bit of a longer game. And again, it's back to having like strong visibility on social. So whether, you know, just different forms of content, I typically say it's like a good 20 to 30% content and the rest is going to be the conversation. So the first portion is if you are like brand new, I would really recommend leveraging content, specifically live video and long form to be able to build up your social proof in your value ladder to show people that you're actually an expert. So that's the first portion. And when we think about, I'm just going to use like Facebook for an example. You can also do this on Instagram, Clubhouse, wherever, but Facebook is my favorite place to do social selling. So when you're doing it completely cold on Facebook, you really need to get into spaces where your idle clients already are. So whether that's different Facebook groups, whether that's, you know, building up your personal profile, things of that nature to get people where you are already. And I always like to say like going to Facebook groups adds tons of value. And that doesn't just look like, like spamming posts. That looks like starting a conversation, asking really powerful questions, and then getting them back to your ecosystem. And then if it's a good fit, right after a day or two, you can become friends and start the conversation there. And really what the conversation will look like, whether they're a cold or a warm lead is you can do the outreach, you know, as yourself and just, Hey, like, Hey, Brandy, how are you? Like, it's so, I'm so happy to be connected. That's a really great first time. And then from there, typically, like I would say anywhere from 50 to 70% of people will respond back. And then you kind of go into this rapport building phase. So you're really getting to know who they are. You're complimenting them, you know, on something that you saw on their profile that you really liked. And you want to make it really genuine. Like if they have a dog that you don't think is cute, don't go compliment the dog, right? So make it really genuine and authentic. Next phase is really building a relationship. So this is taking the rapport building phase a little bit deeper. So this is where you're starting to ask questions about, you know, maybe some of their challenges, some of the things that they're working on in their business or their life or their relationship, what have you, whatever it is that you do. Or, you know, if you're an ads manager, hey, like I see that you have a funnel up. How is that working for you? How is that converting? So asking questions that are not too invasive, but a little bit more open-ended so that you will get a response back. And then the next part of that, this like big one-liner that always blows people away is after you've kind of done that relationship building, that rapport building is you want to ask, like, if you get to a point at this point, they would have broken their barriers down. That's really the goal is to get people to feel really comfortable for you. So um, really quickly, you always want to make it about them. It's not about you. That's the biggest thing that goes wrong in social selling is that you're either dropping a link too early or you are talking about yourself. It's not about you. It's about 
the prospect. So that's another big tip. After you've done like this rapport and relationship building, it's at the point where you feel like they're a really good fit, they're really engaged, you can ask them this simple question, would you like some help with that, right? Because at that point, they've already kind of told you all the things about, you know, their challenges and their goals and where they want to be with whatever it is that you help them with. Now you can ask them if they want some help with that. And what that does is it qualifies or disqualifies them, right? You want them to self-opt in or self-opt out um, throughout this whole process because the thing is, by the time that you get to offering them a free phone call, um, if you do do a sales call, or if you want to take it further in the DM, you've asked for permission every step of the way. So that's really the process in like a nutshell. Um, And you can do that completely cold, or you could leverage warm leads that are maybe engaging with you on your Instagram or on your Facebook, or in if you have like, I have a really engaged Facebook group, and we have a social selling team that goes in and engages with our, our leads inside of our Facebook group. So so it definitely works cold or warm. It just is a little bit longer of a time frame with cold leads. I love this. And I just want to break this down. So everyone has the five steps really quick. Create content of value, outreach, report, relationship building, and the ask. I love, love, love that. That's such a great process. And I love that you said you have a team because this brings me back to my next question. So I have seen social selling come up a lot lately in service provider. We're in a program together and we always see people like, can I outsource this? Can I outsource this? And as soon as I hear outsource, I'm like, ooh, this is a really cool service that could be added. And so as I'm thinking about this, there's all these people who want to outsource their social selling. And I'm like, I feel like this is a like a missing hole, like gap in the market because I don't know a ton of service providers who are offering social selling. So tell me your opinion. Do you think this is a good place for people to step into and what qualities would they need to have to be able to do this? Yeah, absolutely. And there's two ways that you could step into it. So you can either step into it as a solo social seller that offers, you know, retainer services, or you could even take it the next step further and build an agency. And it's actually something that we're considering more to come about that. But Essentially, if you want to get started with social selling, I would say some of the biggest qualities is that you have to be willing to ask questions. You have to be willing to enjoy talking to strangers because a lot of it is talking to not complete strangers necessarily, but people that you've never met before. So you have to be willing to be open and ask tough questions. Now, that doesn't mean ask like overly invasive questions. That means ask questions to get people to their truth. Whatever that truth is, is that if they need ads management services and that that's their truth and they need to make that happen in their business. So also being inquisitive, being open, being willing to, like I said, take the next step and move the prospect along the journey. And it's, it's really a lot of like, I would say customer service, but not in the traditional way. I really think about taking it, you know, you know, at Chick-fil-A, how they have extremely great customer service. I would say it's like being the Chick-fil-A of the online industry, right? When you're social selling, because people are getting inundated with messages all day long. So what about you stands out? What about you make somebody wants to continue to talk to you, right? Because the goal of the social selling process is to get people to open up and to get people to share. And you have to be really confident in that and be willing to take people where they've never been before. So those are some of the qualities that you need to have um, to be an excellent social seller. And I think it also comes down to like, you have to be able to sell. Like yes, that is, that too. I mean, this is relationship, but you also have to be able to sell because clients aren't going to pay you 
to be friends with people. They want you to actually get the end goal is to sell their programs. And so what are some tips that you have for overcoming objections that people like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. Like those common objections when they say that, do we shut down and stop or do we keep going? Yeah. So I have a rule of three that we use for our team and our social sellers. So we will do, we will ask three different ways. So we have this like method, like three layers deep. So typically when people are, you know, those objections are coming up, money, time, partner, those are the most common. It's, we have to really look three layers deep. So the first layer is like, they typically don't believe in themselves, right? They don't believe that they could make this happen or that they don't believe that they need this service, what have you. The next layer is really, they don't believe in the offer. They don't believe that the offer has enough value. And that's where you can really step in and say, well, what about the offer or the service? Can I clarify for you? And that's a really straightforward question, but you want to make this open-ended, especially if you're selling higher end services, you don't want any gaps of communication when you are, you know, portraying the value to the client. And then the last layer, which is not really common, but it it does come up from time to time. The person doesn't believe you are who you say you are. So, or, you know, the business is who they say they are. So that's where you can really step in and show social proof and case studies. I know Brandy, you talk a lot about, you know, working for the case studies. So it's going to be really important that you have those case studies. And if you're a new service provider or course creator, that's okay. You can use your own story or, you know, your own beta clients as a case study. So those are really the three layers that you have to break through. And that's why we do a rule of three. Now we're not in the business to be spammy or to pressure anybody because we want people to make decisions out of a place of empowerment. But my social sellers know that they have to ask three times, right? And there's different ways to do that. There's different ways to use their language, not manipulative, but use the language that the prospect has shared that, you know, I want to be here by X date. But what you're telling me right now is that you're nervous. So let's talk about that. What does it look like on the other side of you getting these results that you want inside of this program, this done for you service, et cetera. So it's really just breaking down the layers, getting them to be really, really comfortable and, you know, not taking no for an answer the first time. And I love this because I think this is where people stop and I'm 100% guilty of this. I'm not even going to lie and say like, I'm perfect at this because that is so far from the truth. And I think it's just really knowing the place that you're coming from, like you said, and knowing that you're using the words that they've already said. So you're not putting words into their mouth or anything. You're just like being there to listen and help them work through this. And I think that when we come from a place of like, okay, we're actually helping them, then we can actually get through these hard questions or objections that come up. But I would think that if you're not willing to come up like overcome the objections and social selling is not for you. Exactly. It definitely won't be for you. So you may want to look for something else, but if you're willing again, to ask those tough questions and have that conversation, it definitely is going to be a good fit for you. So where do you kind of see the future of social selling? I know this was not a question that I asked you, but now I'm really intrigued. (laughs) Oh, I see it taking over. Like I really do. It's the more that people are busier, the more that we want connection. I definitely see social selling taking over the online space for sure. And one thing that I just recently changed is, you know, we use social selling for beta to biggie. And by we, I mean, it's me. I'm in the DMs answering the questions. 
But, and this will bring me back to another question, but we even added it to our evergreen serve scale soar training where it says, do you have questions? DM me. And so we're actually opening that up for even a lower cost product instead of just making it for the high one, which I think is just some people use it, some people won't, and that's totally fine. But I think just building that connection. But that brings me to this point of, do you believe that like the person who is selling the program. So in this case, me selling beta to biggie, do I need to be the one social selling or is, I know we've talked about this can be something that we hand over, but how do we like, are we selling from the person's, you see what I'm saying? Like where yeah. does integrity come into this and things like that? A hundred percent. That's a really great question. It's something that it took us a while to try to figure out what works for our flow in our business. But I would say if it's a new offer, you're still working on validating it. Maybe it's your first six months. I definitely would say if you have more like time than money, um, or if it's like a new offer, then yes, the person that created the offer or the service should be doing the social selling. Now, as you scale, right, just like other businesses have sales teams, you have to eventually do other things as a CEO of your company and your business. So what we've done in the last like six to nine months is really focus on getting me out of the day-to-day sale so I can run our operation and really kind of build that transfer of trust with our social sellers. So we have separate accounts, we have team accounts, and we also use my account as well, but we always address it from a place of, hey, it's so-and-so from Latisse's team. And throughout our funnels and our content, there's always this notion of we, it's never just Latisse. Like we are an entity, it's all of us in it together. So on the other side, the expectation is that you may not necessarily be talking to Latisse, but there's a transfer of trust and it's somebody from her team that is well-versed and well-trained that can serve you. So we definitely, like from an integrity standpoint, we will use our, you know, our social sellers' names and we've had no issues and people absolutely love it because they're just excited to talk about the programs and the offer. So yeah, it definitely will work. You know, you just have to do it from a place of when it makes sense for you and your business. And I think that this is the thing that one, it reminds us that people want the result. They don't want us. Like that's a big thing. Like, and I'm so guilty of being like, they want me, it's me, but it's not me. It's the offer. And I think that that's always a good reminder. And I was reminded of this when someone DM'd us and they were like, Brandy or team, because I know you don't do this alone. And I was like, <laughs> my DMs, I do alone, <laughs> but maybe I don't need to. So I love this conversation about this. So what we're going to wrap up with rapid fire, but I would love to know, like, do you have any other final tips or words for my audience? Yeah, I would say go for it. If you want to offer social selling as a service, or if you want to build an agency, there's not a lot out there. I would say go for it because it definitely is the future. The online education industry is like still in its early stages and there's so much opportunity. So definitely take up space and get after it because it really is a game changer in the way of the future of doing, you know, all sales online, really. And I would say probably the best way to get experience doing this is doing it for your service. Like before you go and do it for other people, like do this for your service, get some clients and then start offering this once you've kind of got the flow down, because it's also not just about selling in the DMs, but like you also have to be organized. Like there has to be some type of system. So creating your system that works for you. I know we use Airtable for follow-up. I think you use Airtable as well, but like creating some kind of backend organization, because then you're also taking that to your potential clients and being like, 
look, I have this whole organization system that's also going to help you get more people because we're going to know exactly where they are. So it's not just about selling in the DMs. It's also the back end, which are your systems, which we always encourage you to have. So this has been so fantastic. But before we wrap up, we have to do some rapid fire. So this is not the first question that comes to your mind, but it's just the first answer that you have for me. Okay. Sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite part of your business? Serving my clients. I love it. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? You can't build a business alone and don't even attempt to do that by yourself because it's not, it's not worth it. So, you know, get some support in whatever capacity that you need. I love that. And let me ask you, are you a fan of like one-on-one group or like program, like a course, or do you want some type of like group coaching? Are you a one-on-one? Like, what do you like to receive for your coaching? Oh, group coaching all the way. 100%. I'm a group coaching too. And a lot of people want one-on-one. So why are you more group than one-on-one? Honestly, I love the community aspect and what it, what doors it opens up, what opportunities and not just for that, but you just learn so much from everybody involved. And I'm just, I call myself a lifelong learner. So for me, having that community, there's always more to learn. So it's definitely group coaching all the way. I'm the same way. I always feel like if I only have this one person's view, then my world is like, limited. Yeah. Like, I don't know what other views there are. This is the way and the only way when you have one-on-one coaching. So that's how I've always felt. Okay. Love that. So what does success mean to you? Success means to me that, you know, every day that I lay my head down, I ask myself this question, did I impact somebody's life? And if the answer is yes, I know that I've done my job for the day. So that's what success looks like for me every single day. Ah, that's so beautiful. And what choices has your business opened up for you? Well, I've gotten to meet you, of course. (laughs) Um, Honestly, it just has changed like the trajectory of my entire life. So especially being a black woman in America, right? There's already so much adversity against me, but I've recognized that in order to change the stigma, to change, you know, like what society says I should be right. My business has allowed me so much freedom, so much flexibility and so many beautiful relationships. So honestly, I'm forever grateful for my business and I really am just getting started. So I'm just, I'm grateful every day. And I'm so grateful for you because, and the online business, because especially you talking about being a black woman, like because of you sharing your experiences, that's opened up my world to like never knowing what you go through, but knowing like, oh man, this is something I need to recognize that I've never thought about and how to grow and learn and be better, not only as a white woman, but also as a business owner with a platform. And so thank you for everything you do. I truly appreciate it. And I know so many people do, and you probably don't hear that enough. So I just want to make sure that I thank you for your time and everything that you give to the online community. Thanks, Brandy. Much appreciated. And where can my audience connect with you? Yeah, y'all can find me over on Instagram. I hang out there in the DMs or my team, but you'll definitely know who it is. Um, But usually I'm the one responding, at least on the first instance. So hit me up over on Instagram at Lizzie Sutton. I love it. Thank you so much, Lizzie. Y'all, that was so good. Latisse broke down her five phase for social selling, which is create content of value, outreach, rapport, relationship building, and the ask. And such a great formula for us to use with social selling. She also told us we want to be the Chick-fil-A of online social selling, which I thought was genius. And 
that you can totally provide this as a service. And this would be a high end service. So y'all so much to think about how you can use this for your own services, how you can offer this as services. And if you want to get into course creation, how you could even use it to sell your courses. So social selling is one of the things that we teach the very first module in beta to biggie. And I am super excited for y'all to see my social selling in action when you apply for beta to biggie. So if you're ready to create a second stream of revenue, then head to beta to biggie.com and apply for our free training. In this training, you're going to learn how to create a second revenue stream for your service-based business with a course or membership. So if you're ready to take that next step in your business and start offering leveraged content, then head to beta to biggie.com to apply today. And while you're at it, make sure to head over to Latisa's Instagram and tell her what your biggest ahas were. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time. 